A question that comes up every so often is whether or not you should get back together with your ex. And if you are going to get back together, how do you do that in the best way possible? That's what we're going to focus on for today's show. And in the process, you're going to get some valuable things to consider before you start any relationship. But first, just a reminder that the Relationship Alive podcast is my offering for you so that you can have the most amazing, thriving, dynamic relationships possible. If you're finding the show to be helpful, please consider a donation to help ensure that we can continue. All you have to do to choose something that feels right for you is visit neilsatin.com slash support or text the word support to the number 33444 and follow the instructions. And this week, gratitude, big gratitude, goes out to Richard, Kent, Sarah, Abe, Renee, Michaela, and Ruthanna. Thank you all so much for your generous and ongoing support of the Relationship Alive podcast. Now, I would like to get to know you a little better, and I'm wondering if you would mind taking three minutes to fill out a quick survey that I put together for you so that I can find out a little bit more about you and the other people who are also listening to Relationship Alive. And this will help me ensure that upcoming episodes and um, books that I write and courses that Chloe and I do, that it actually makes sense for you, my listeners. Um, to take the survey, just visit neilsatin.com slash survey, or you can text the word wondering, because I'm wondering if you'll tell me some things about you, text the word wondering to the number 33444 and follow the instructions. And it is anonymous, so anything that you tell me, I won't actually know that it's you personally. I'll just know kind of as a whole who's out there listening to Relationship Alive. So thanks in advance for your help with that. There have been some great conversations recently in the Relationship Alive Facebook community. If you're on Facebook and interested in joining our safe space to have conversations about relationship issues, just look for the Relationship Alive community and click join. And I hope to see you there. I think that's it for now. So let's get on with the show. <music> Hello and welcome to another episode of Relationship Alive. This is your host, Neil Satin. And on today's show, we're going to talk about this question of whether or not you should get back together with an ex. And if you're going to do that, how do you do it in order, how do you structure it so that you set yourself up for success? And if it's not going to work out, the least amount of heartbreak possible. Because I don't know about you, but I've definitely experienced this situation of getting back together with someone and having it end even more painfully than it did the first time around. 
On top of that, you might be aware that there's some mythology here, my own personal story with my wife, Chloe, where we initially dated on and off. And and in the end, we had decided that we were going to break up. And in fact, we spent several months broken up and going through our own thing. She was doing her own work and I was going through uh, Catherine Woodward Thomas's conscious uncoupling process to learn about myself and how I had messed up in that relationship and, you know, and ways that I hadn't messed up, of course. And in the end, we decided that we were going to give it another go. And we came back together. Um, and so that was a very intentional process that we went through. Now, you may be in a situation like that, or it may be that um, you're being approached by someone that you've recently broke up with who wants to get back together or someone that you broke up with a while ago. Um, and I just want to take a moment to mention, too, that what we're going to go through, I want to structure this so that it's useful for you, even if you're already in a relationship, because these are the kinds of things that you might consider um, to help bring your current relationship into integrity with what you really want with your with your vision for what's possible. And if you're single and looking, these things that we're going to cover are also going to be helpful for you in terms of setting up a new relationship for success. However, that all being said, let's let's get right down into the nitty-gritty here of first considering whether or not you should get back together with an ex partner. So let's just remember that in the case of an ex, you've already broken up at least once. And you probably broke up for a pretty good reason. In fact, there may be many reasons, many good reasons why you broke up with that ex partner. And it can be really easy to forget about those reasons to or to gloss over them. Um, you know, time does heal a lot of wounds. I'm not sure it heals all wounds. I guess if time goes on long enough, it can. But for sure, when your experience with a person isn't fresh in your memory, you might not fully get the significance of what you went through with that person. So, of course, if you just dive right back into it, without doing any of the things that we're about to talk about, then you might very quickly have an oh yeah kind of moment where you realize, oh right, this is the person. Um, if that person hasn't done a lot of work, and we're going to talk about this, then you might find yourself right back in the same old patterns that you were in before. So, um, so this is a good time perhaps to talk to people who knew you when you were with that person and what do they have to to tell you um you can ask them what do you remember about me was i did i shine brightly how was i happy and in what ways was i unhappy did you think this person was good for me or did you think they were uh had a destructive influence on me and if so or or not then why um, so you might poll other people and just see what emerges from their selective memory. 
not that it necessarily is going to define your decision, but it's at least helping you get a little bit more information. And it may jog your memory when someone says, remember how so-and-so like, you know, they told you that they were doing one thing and then it turned out they were doing a completely different thing and then they never gave you a straight answer. Those kinds of things that you might just block out of your mind, because why hang on to those painful things, right? Why hang on to all those painful memories? However, you know, our friends who are looking out for us, they might, they might ha- have a, a bit of an easier time recollecting those kinds of things. Then there's another question that's important for you to ask yourself, which is how much insight do you actually have about your time together from before? What was going on with you back then? What did you, what do you remember? What did you learn back then? Why, what was your responsibility for the patterns that you and your partner were in? And then, of course, because relationships are always a dance that take two, what was going on with your partner back then? And what was their part as far as you can remember? In the dance. And what have you done to heal your part, your part in everything? When you look back and you recognize, oh, well, sure, that person really treated me horribly, but I let them. I was a, I was a doormat. I, I wouldn't speak up for my needs. I had no boundaries. What have you done in the time since then to heal those patterns of yours? Have you learned how to set boundaries? Have you learned how to speak your needs clearly? These are just a couple examples. And of course, you know, you want to ask yourself these questions, even if you were the one who broke up with the other person, maybe um, the flavor is going to be a little bit different because often if you're the, the breaker upper, um, you carry a little bit less pain about the situation, though that's not always true. It certainly hasn't been always true in my experience. But these are still important questions to ask yourself because even if you broke up with that person because they had some habits that were really hard for you or disturbing for you, and they're approaching you now, and it seems like they're... They've overcome some of those things, which is great. Kudos to them for, for doing the work. Um, it's still really important for you to examine your own part as small, even if it was only 1% or 2% of the dysfunction of that relationship in its prior existence. It's so important for you to get really clear on what your part was. So yeah, this is true whether you were the one who got left or whether you did the leaving or whether it was mutual. You need to figure out what actually happened back then to the best of your ability. So first things first, if you, if you're asking yourself these questions and you haven't done any work on yourself since then, then you're probably setting yourself up for something very similar to happen. And 
definitely if your ex partner has not done any of the work, has not owned their shit and not taken responsibility for it and not tried to do anything about it, then as you think back on the highs and the lows of that relationship, the odds are pretty good that you're going to re-experience that. And so then you have to just simply ask yourself, is that what I want? Do I want to, do I want to go on that ride again? It's like when you go to the amusement park, it's like the, any number of times that you go on the roller coaster, as far as I know, the roller coaster is the same every single time. So you know where the loop-de-loops are, you know where the huge, uh, hills and peaks and valleys are, and it can be fun the first few times. And, you know, maybe it's fun to go on one, you know, one last time, you know, 20 years later to relive the old memories. I don't know. But, uh, but the ride's going to be the same unless they've done some major construction on that ride. So, um, so I, I invite you to consider whether that's what you really want. If that's really an experience that you want to open yourself up for. Now, as you consider this question of whether or not to get back together with someone, it's time to also ask yourself, what agreements do you have with yourself? In other words, what can you commit to in terms of your deal breakers? So if you experience X, Y, or Z with this person, you're out. Get really clear on what those things are. Get really clear on what you expect from yourself in that relationship. We were talking before about um, getting clear on what your needs are and expressing them. Um, so you might have, have uh, an agreement with yourself that I will always speak up for myself. Now, of course, I want you to be able to communicate in a manner that is actually kind and generative. And, and um, if you haven't picked it up yet, this would be a good time to grab my free relationship communication guide, which has my top three secrets for having great communication in relationship, no matter how challenging the thing that you want to communicate about. Um, if you want to pick that up, you can visit neilsatin.com slash relate, or you can text the word relate to the number 33444 and follow the instructions. And that's free just so you know. Um, and I, I put it out to help you because whether it's a, a new relationship with someone new or with someone old, changing the patterns of how you communicate into something that as much as possible is generative, that, that actually keeps you connected to that person, that's one key way to set yourself up for success. And to also, if things aren't going to work out that great, to know that it wasn't because you were messing things up by not communicating all that great. So, um, so take this opportunity to get your communication gears oiled, let's say. So we were talking about the agreements that you have with yourself. Um, one way to get specific about that would be to ask yourself what actions you will do differently this time. What can you commit to doing differently? And then another question that you might ask yourself is what evidence do you see of your ex 
having changed? What evidence do you see of them taking responsibility for whatever happened the first time around or however many times around you've tried already? Don't just take their word for it. Words are one thing, but of course, actions are another. And what can you see in the way that they act, in the way that they treat you, in the way that they treat other people that shows you that they have made an effort to change and that it's actually paid off? Okay. So there are a couple other questions that are important to be asking, but before we cover those and transition into how to actually make reconciling with your ex work, I want to take a moment to talk about this week's sponsor, HungryRoot.com. And they have a very special offer for you for being a Relationship Alive listener. And if you want to just skip all the details and go right to HungryRoot.com and take them up on their offer of $25 off your first two orders, you just go to HungryRoot.com and use the coupon code ALIVE. Now, if you have no idea what HungryRoot.com is, they're a company that creates comfort food that you can prepare easily. It's either ready to eat or uh, preparable in 10 minutes or less. And there are all kinds of amazing recipes. All of their food is plant-based and gluten-free. Uh, it's great for people who are doing paleo. Um, and they have lots of organic ingredients, which I really liked. And their stuff is really, really tasty. Um Unlike other services that we've tried where sometimes the food is spoiled and it's not organic, um, just about everything that we've had from Hungry Root has been exceptionally tasty, amazing, really easy to make, like truly is preparable in less than 10 minutes. And that goes for their sweet potato pad thai, which is made with sweet potato noodles and a spicy peanut sauce. Or they have this amazing almond chickpea uh, chocolate chip cookie dough that you can eat raw right out of the bin. I mean, it's all plant-based ingredients. Or you can cook, you can bake the cookies in like a few minutes. So I have to admit that I haven't actually baked any of the cookies yet because I've just enjoyed eating the cookie dough out of the bin. Um, there are no commitments. You can skip a week if you want to. So they're really flexible, very reasonable, extremely tasty and convenient. And if you want to make your life a little bit easier with healthy, tasty food that's easy to prepare, shipped right to you, check out HungryRoot.com. And make sure you use the coupon code ALIVE for $25 off your first two orders with them. And uh, thank you, HungryRoot.com, for your support of Relationship Alive. Really appreciate that. You're also supporting the mission of healthy, thriving relationships. Okay. So now let's cover some transition questions transitioning from the vetting process of deciding whether or not you have enough evidence to support that it makes any sense at all to get back to get back together with your ex into the nitty gritty of how you might make that happen. And there are a couple transition questions here. So the first one is, can you take it slow? 
In other words, sometimes when you're thinking about getting back together, it's like you're there, they're there, you're both a yes, you're a big yes, and boom, you're like going at 100 miles an hour. And very quickly finding yourself often right back where you were with them whenever it was that you broke up or not that different from how things were when you broke up. So what's awesome in a situation in a situation like this is can you take it slow? For instance, instead of moving in together, can you simply date each other? And can you create some agreements around that? So, all right, we're going to date each other. We're going to see how this goes. Can we agree to, to exclusively be dating each other so that you're really giving each other a chance without any distractions of other people? Um, you might also, instead of just saying, all right, let's do this and we're going to do this forever, which you've maybe even said to that person before, maybe you can together agree on a set amount of time that you're going to try as an experiment. And that might sound weird to you, but Chloe and I actually did that. We we did both of these things, actually. We lived apart and dated each other, and, and we also would uh, have conversations. Like, I think at first we just said, all right, let's try being back together for a month and see what it feels like. And then at the end of that month, let's have a conversation to see if we feel like continuing. And we did. And I think we, we might have done like a month at a time for a few rounds. And then maybe we did three months. And before you knew it, we were actually deciding that we were good together. We were committed. And because there, there is some stuff that you're not going to figure out until you are actually dating each other. But be, and because that's true, you want to create a structure that supports you building intimacy and exploring intimacy with your ex. But that still gives you some safety, still gives you a little bit of distance, a little bit of perspective, not in the like um, keeping each other um, in in jeopardy, like you're not holding your cards close to your chest or anything like that. But let's face it, if you just jumped right into living together and all the implications of that, things can get pretty tangled and complicated quickly. So. I suggest that you keep things as simple as possible on the re-entry. Can you also, in a conversation with your partner, can you agree to a process that supports the health of your relationship together? If they're not able to talk to you about these kinds of things, then the odds are pretty good that it's going to suck. So why even go there? Like if they're like, ah, oh, let's let's just let the past be in the past and we don't have to talk about that and we don't have to create a structure for our relationship. We got this. We're 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 older, we're brighter, whatever. Screw that. That is not probably going to be how it works out. So can they be in dialogue with you about what it means to have a healthy relationship? And in your dialogue, can you even talk about what happened and can you come to some agreement about it? Can you identify where your stories about what happened line up? And can you identify where they diverge? And that becomes an opportunity, of course, for you to under understand each other better. And so can you have that conversation without it erupting into conflict? Can you 
hold each other in curiosity. Can if if your ex's story is a little different than yours, then can you get curious about it? Huh, I wonder I wonder why that was your experience. That was not my experience. So can you tell me a little bit more about what that was like for you? That I had no idea. Um, these are some examples of how you might uh, broach the topic with your ex. Because just letting go of the past and pretending that it never happened rarely works, especially if there are some hurts or betrayals or uh, uncertainties, things that you are carrying into the present from that time things that you maybe haven't healed yet or that were really uh, connected to that person. Um, it's important for you to consider what is truly required now for you to heal that. Because if that is true that you were hurt or betrayed, or if you did the betraying, um, and betrayal is a big word, but it doesn't have to be betrayal. It can just, it can be betrayal with a little b, you know? Um, maybe it was just you broke up. And that really hurt. And so the question is, what do you need in order to heal that hurt? So it's not something that you're carrying in to the present, not something that's holding you back. And if you're the one who did the hurting, then you can be proactive about that. You can find out what's required for you to make amends so that you can make things right, so that you can actively and proactively repair what happened. It is completely appropriate for you to ask uh, and to ask proactively, to not try to brush it all under the rug and forget about it. In fact, if you are responsible for some major hurt in the relationship than ha that happened, then there's probably nothing better than for you to step forward and say, hey, like, I, I recognize that I did this, this, and this, and that really hurt you. Um, I want to know what's required to make it right. I want to know what I need to do. And you might even offer, like, here are the things that I've already done proactively. Here are the ways that I've worked on myself. Here are the reparations that I've made to the world. Um, but I want to make them to you as well. And what could I do? So can you together, now we're talking about, now we're actually getting into the nitty gritty of how you structure getting back together. Can you commit to a path of relational health? And can you talk about what that looks like for each of you? What does it look like for you to be in a healthy relationship? What does it look like for your ex to be in a healthy relationship? Do those visions line up with each other? Are they things you can actually agree on? This would also be a great time for you to think about getting support, whether it's from a coach or a therapist, someone who can support the process of rediscovering each other, reintegrating, and, and helping you handle the little stuck points that ultimately probably will emerge when you are getting back together. Now, this is another great way to um, get a lot of clarity with your partner, which is, or your, your soon-to-be partner, your former ex-partner. Uh, what agreements do you have with each other? What agreements can you create around what will happen when either of you notices an old pattern happening again? 
how do you bring that to each other's attention in a way that's positive, in a way that's playful, and in a way that hopefully nips it in the bud by being willing to illuminate it and get some help around that thing. So and can you talk about that explicitly with your ex so that you can come up with some agreed upon ways to handle it so that you know that you're both taking care of the relationship and in particular, you're keeping your eye out for those old things that hopefully you have a lot of agreement about now, like what around what happened and what it is you're even looking out for. So. From my perspective, I'm cautious whenever thinking about getting back together with someone for all of the reasons that I listed, but primarily because in many ways you already know what you're getting into, especially if, uh, if it was really challenging and especially if none of the work has been done, then I would almost say it's a no go, but if some of the work has been done and you're able to have this conversation or these conversations, because the questions that I've given you, it's probably not something you're going to sit down and take care of in one afternoon. This is going to be an ongoing dialogue between the two of you. If you're navigating that successfully, then I'm cautiously optimistic that you could be successful with your ex. As much as possible, I want you to set yourself up for success. And as I mentioned at the very beginning, a lot of these questions actually apply to any new relationship because if you're considering getting together with someone that you haven't been with in the past, you might ask them these questions about previous relationships to get a sense of can they take responsibility for what they did in the relationship? How much work have they done to heal? Are they just blaming everything on their former partner? These are excellent questions to be asking to get a sense of their level of relational health. And then, of course, all these other questions about agreements that you have around tending your relationship. Those are important no matter where you are in the relationship arc, it's important for you to be tending to the relational space that you share, to not be poisoning it, and to be really vigilant so that if anything that's like a weed gets into your relationship garden, you're both responsible for plucking it. And you might pluck it gingerly, you know, and you might pluck it with compassion, but you're plucking it, right? or you're getting some help from a coach or a therapist to do that. For all of this to work, even though you and your ex do know each other and do have a history, there is a component that has to be totally new. You have to be willing to rediscover each other. So while just saying, oh, let's like let the past be the past and, and not worry about it, while there's not really a lot of wisdom in that, there is a lot of wisdom in your willingness to be open to your partner having changed, to them having healed. And even if you see something old resurfacing, Perhaps if they have done some of the work, it will resurface in a new way or it will resurface and it will actually be an opportunity for even deeper healing that wasn't possible before the work had been done by either of you. 
So in order for everything to be new, how can you say goodbye to the old and welcome something new? You might even consider creating a ritual together, a ritual that both embraces the valuable things of your previous experience together, that treasures what you already know to be amazing about each other. And at the same time, how can you fully let go of the damaging patterns of the stories around what happened so that you open yourself up to new experience. So whether you believe that this is something that you can do energetically, which I happen to believe, or whether you believe that simply going through a ritual or an act uh, penetrates deep into your subconscious mind with the message of this is new, this isn't just a repetition of the same old, same old with this person, um, I suggest that you do it, that you embrace some sort of ritual together that symbolizes the things that you value, that you are carrying with you into the present, that symbolizes the old things that did not serve you and that were unhealthy and burning those, getting rid of those, separating yourself from those experiences so that they're not something you're dragging into the present. And then in that ritual, how do you also create space so that you truly open yourself up to the possibility of experiencing each other anew and taking new steps, whether it's completely new steps or simply new steps when an old pattern resurfaces, being willing to not be limited by what happened in the past, but actually being willing to embrace a new direction. It can be scary, it can be risky, but the more aware that each of you are about what you've learned and what your struggles are, going back to that example of speaking your needs, like if you were someone who didn't speak your needs very clearly, if you're now new partner who was your former partner, if they know that that was really an important discovery for you, the importance of getting really clear on your needs and speaking up for yourself, then can they help you? Uh, can they help you as a support? Can they support you in your journey of being able to articulate your needs more and more clearly? Can they invite that from you? And can you also invite those things that you know have been part of your partner's struggle, part of their learning, part of their growth, can you invite them to share that with you uh, because you may have never experienced that with each other before? So be an invitation. And of course, there's a whole nother episode that I did on being an invitation. If you visit neilsatin.com and just search on the word invitation, it'll, it'll come up. Okay. 
I think that is plenty for today. And uh, for those of you who have written in asking about this particular topic or have posted about it in Facebook, I'm so appreciative of your input. And I hope that this has given you a lot of good material to work on. As always, if you want to let me know what's going on with you, you can post in face in the Facebook group or you can email me. My email address is Neilius, N-E-I-L-I-U-S, at neilsatin.com. I cannot guarantee that I will respond to you because I do get a lot of email these days. However, I do read everything that comes in and I so appreciate your taking the time to let me know what is going on with you so that I can make these podcast episodes even more relevant for you in your life. So thank you so much for spending your time with me this week. I haven't fully decided who is coming your way next week, so that'll be a bit of a mystery. Um, And thanks again to those of you who are supporting the podcast. I am so appreciative of your help, your donations, and also to HungryRoot.com for your support of this week's episode. Until next week, take care, and I'll see you then.